Hi, everyone. Welcome to Women on the Rise podcast. I'm Stacey Tobman, founder and CEO of Rise Collaborative Workspace and Girls Dreaming Big. And I'm Micah Ross, therapist and relationship coach. As two entrepreneurs, we started this podcast because it's what we want to hear. Our goal is to really get to the heart of impressive and inspiring women in business and talk about deal-making, strategy, success, systems, and aha moments, spirituality, balance, creativity, personal growth, meaning, purpose. We're interested in the whole businesswoman. If you've ever wished you could sit down with those women you're inspired by, or maybe jealous of, and ask them how they did it, what it looks like, how it felt, if she ever wanted to quit, what made her cry, and what her number one secret is to managing all that's on her plate, stay tuned. We hope to help you rise more today. Hi, Stacey. How are you? Doing well. Just trying to, you know, catch my breath after being gone for so long. Where have you been? Where in the world is (laughs) Stacey? Well, I was in Denver for a good amount of time. We're really trying to get Denver up and running. I saw pictures of the space on Rise Collaborative Space. The potential space (laughs) on the Rise Collaborative Workspace Facebook page. And it looked really, potentially, very cool. You know, it's funny is it's in a U.S. bank building. No way. Yeah, we're currently in a U.S. bank building. And the building we really like is also in a U.S. bank building. So there's something about U.S. bank buildings that we seem to enjoy. Well, maybe they could be a sponsor. I would love that. Let's give them a a little shout out to U.S. Bank. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's going well with anything in the entrepreneur world, you know, one day you think the whole thing's blowing up and then the next day it's moving faster than you ever hoped. So perfect. <laughs> we'll keep you stay tuned. Yeah. Does that mean a summer in Denver possibly? That's a great question and possibly and I definitely want to plan a girls trip to Denver for Rise members. I'm thinking that. how fun would it be in August? So pl- shout out to Rise members. I would love to do it. We did a girls trip to Memphis to go see Brene Brown, which of course I'm obsessed with. Right. And so we took eight of our members and we got a house, like an Airbnb, and did a fun Rise girls so, getaway. So yeah. I'm like, how fun would it be to go to Denver with a group of our members? And then obviously I'm trying to you know, let people know how awesome we are. So let our members meet potential new members on this fun girls trip. I was thinking we need to have some Denver people on the show. <gasps> Start yes. thinking about that. Done. Uh, but well, today we have a St. Louis person. Yeah. Uh, and today on Women on the Rise, we have Jean Schultes. Did I say that right? She's yeah. saying yes. Um, who has a long history of building brands. Jean has been a cycle designer for Roadmaster Corporation, art director for Borgmeier and Company, and a senior art director for the Earth Grains Company, which merged with Sarah Lee, uh, where Jean was promoted to creative director. Now, Sarah Lee, we have a member here that worked for Sarah Lee for many, many years, Olivia Kelvin. Um, I think I may have been gone before. She she does not ring a bell, because it's been... over t- a little over 10 years since I've okay. been there. Got Whenever they it. moved their headquarters to Chicago from this building, I worked in Sara no Lee way. in this building. In the U.S. Bank building. Yep. For, they had to, we kind of expanded over from what used to be next door used to be the Sara Lee building. Oh, and wow. we needed more offices, and so we rented some over here in, from the marketing department. And so I was, like, on this floor in this building. Oh, that is funny. That's mm-hmm. weird. It's a little creepy, I bet. That, that is, is a little, little weird. So I totally inter- interrupted the, the bio. No, she's got, I mean, there's just a lot of impressive things to say. Um, so after Sarah Lee moved to Chicago, you joined White Spain's ad agency as a creative director. While at White, White Space, she had the opportunity to work on brands, which these sound very impressive, um, Purist Organic Vodka, which that sounds familiar to me, and Justin Timberlake's 901 Tequila. Did you meet Justin Timberlake? I was like a hair away from meeting Justin Timberlake. Oh. <laughs> it was like I... 
probably could have pushed it if I wanted to be like creepy stalker girl. Sure. Yeah. But I was trying to play cool designer chick. Did you talk <laughs> so to him on the phone? I did not talk to him, but I was on the same conference call as him. Oh, close enough. We'll take it. We'll take it. My brush with greatness. (laughs) (laughs) So you have all of this experience creating brands, and then you build your own brand. Yep. uh, Which is Kind Soap Company. Yes, it is. (laughs) I love when you get stuck. How did this happen? (laughs) How did you? Okay, start. Why soap? Um, Okay. Well. I've always had really sensitive skin. Mm-hmm. So I've always been like the kid that like whose mom had to have like special detergent and oh yeah. And I could never like when my girlfriends went to Bath and Body Works and got stuff, I couldn't even go in the store or else I'd break out in hives. Yes. You know, yeah. I was that girl. And so I always had like these really gross medicinal sort of like soaps and creams and stuff that didn't have anything in it. So but that was fine, you know, and I kinda found some things that worked okay. But it was wasn't until my youngest son Cooper, um, When he was a baby, unfortunately, he inherited my Mm -hmm. sensitive skin. And when he was about four years old, he developed eczema really bad, like at the back of his knees. And he would just scratch them until they bled. Like every night, he'd just be like clawing at them and crying and like, why, why? And um, I tried every every product out there that I could find that was supposed to be like helpful for eczema or baby products and even like doctors recommended things. And really, the only thing left available was steroid creams to help him. Yes. Every day, like, and I'm like, I'm not doing this every day. He's four years old. I mean, there's so many bad things about putting steroids in your body or on your body. And you can every only day. do it for so long. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like it's not a it's not a good solution, you right? Know? So, it's a band aid. So I thought, you know, I'm gonna just research it a little bit and, and just see, like, you know, since I are, I already had the skincare issues, I already knew about you know trying to find a product that was free of all the things that you know my skin didn't like. So, you know, when I started looking into like these, I won't na- name any brands, but they're trusted household mm-hmm. name brands and they had the ingredients in them for babies were like appalling like yes. formaldehyde and seriously it, yeah and but um, they're not listing it as, as nope, that no because it's a they come up with a fancier name. name there are two chemicals uh two ingredients in there chemicals when they combine they form formaldehyde but they don't have to list it on the ingredient listing mm-hmm. so and actually so what do you look out for uh one for dioxane is a good one to look out for. Um, there's a there's a whole host of like different chemicals. Oh. Yeah. So um, so I was just like, oh my gosh! Like, not only is this terrible for eczema, this right. is just like terrible for people in general. Sure. You know, and these are like, everyone trusts these companies with their mm-hmm. babies and with their skin. It's kind of terrifying. It is. I mean, I was like, I guess I was kind of angry actually. I was like, you know, they've lied to us for <laughs> all these years. Sure. You know, I've been mm-hmm. lied to. Um, they don't care about us and our kids and our babies and stuff. So. Anyway, so that just led me down the rabbit hole of, like, more and more. Like, I got to be that crazy person that was like, did you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. don't buy that. Oh, my God, don't put, you know. And um, and I just threw everything out of my house. Like, everything from uh-huh. my, you know, my other kids, my husband, like, everything just went. And I'm like, I'm going to make my own because I know the ingredients that are good and nourishing and they actually work and they have a long history of being effective for things. But, you know, like, why aren't these products out there already? Like, why am I have yeah. to make, make them? And what, when right. was this? How long ago? This was, you know, almost a decade ago now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so I just started, like, a little laboratory in my basement. <laughs> like a mad scientist. Luckily didn't blow up my house. <laughs> but started, I taught myself how to make soaps and lotions and creams and everything so that we could have personal care po- products in my house that actually worked and weren't full of all those harmful chemicals. Right. And within, like, one month, my son Cooper's eczema cleared up. Oh. Wow. One month. 
Does it work for psoriasis as well? It's really good for psoriasis <laughs> as well, yes. Well, so. and I think that one of the things, my, my kids are the same, um, and I have sensitive skin. And, you know, my, my daughter found, she's 10, and she found, I don't know where she found this old bottle of Bed Bath and Body mm. Works lotion that's heavily scented of mine. I don't know where it came from. Um, and she started slathering it on herself every day for two weeks. And I kept going, why do you, what do you smell like? <laughs> like and then two weeks in, she says, mom, I have this really terrible rash. And she pulls up her shirt. I'm like, oh my God. And I say, how long has this been going on? And she says, two weeks. Oh my gosh. And yeah. I said, how long have you been using that lotion? She said, two weeks. And I said, Honey, stop using the lotion. Right, right. But I think that one thing is, is that it's kind of hard to find yummy smelling. Yeah, exactly. Soaps and lotions that mm-hmm. um, not anymore. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> why do you think companies in the past weren't doing it? What are some challenges you um, have faced from trying to yes. do all natural so, and all those things? Um, synthetic fragrance is very cheap. Got it. And it is like the number one allergen of people. Like even if you don't realize that you have, like when I go past like a Bath and Body Works or a Lush or anything, I mean, I get an instant headache. Mm-hmm. And um, that it, that's how it affects me, just breathing it. But then if I actually use it on my body, I get, I'm like a full-blown rash. So um, not just because of fragrance, but p- because of all the other things, parabens, sulfates, yeah. t- detergent basically, um, there's all kinds of a, a host of preservatives and emulsifiers and, you know, all kinds of things in there that are just, they're easy to reproduce. They're really cheap. They're le- really, like, if you're running a lab and you want really consistent results. Sure. These lab-created um, ingredients are standardized. You know you're going to get the same thing every time. With natural ingredients, I mean, it depends on sometimes what the weather was that year when the harvest was happening. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, chemical components of it are different. Right. So they're not as easy to mass-produce. Got it. And then you've got shelf life issues when you don't use these preservatives that are, like, going to mummify you for a thousand years, <laughs> like formaldehyde. <laughs> um, you know, so there's a whole host of, like, production issues for it. And also because there just isn't any real education. And there is, like, a growing, growing um, group of people that are realizing all these chem- – that really are demanding transparency from their mm-hmm. companies. Companies are actually starting to – like listen um, and know that this is not going to go away. Right. But for so many years, nobody knew. Everyone right. just trusted that you have enough marketing money, you can project yourself as being any kind of company you want. Mm-hmm. And so why not go with the cheap, easy stuff, right, for right. them? Totally. And so, um, you know, just everything about this, the securing of it and everything about any, like using natural ingredients is just a whole host of other issues I just didn't want to deal with. Sure, right. and you took that challenge on, and so you went from your basement, yeah. mad scientist. Well, you went from an ad agency yeah. <laughs> yeah. to your basement yeah. to leaping into Kind Soap Company full-time. Right. When w- did that leap happen? It was about, when I was at the ad agency, I was starting to dabble, and I was ac- I was like one of um, five like senior creative directors. We were a boutique agency that dealt with pretty high-end brands, and... Um, and I was the only female, and so I was always like, here, just, you know, just from a male point of view, like, you know, like, try this, go home, try this, you know, try mm-hmm. this. And, and they were really good about, you know, giving me feedback and then working on the, the design and, and the name and all that stuff. Like, so I kind of, like, birthed it sort of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, some things happened in, in St. Louis. Basically, InBev came in and bought Anheuser-Busch. Right. right. And agency work was, like, 
drying up in St. Louis. And I just saw, like, writing on the wall of, like, I need to kind of, there are going to be a lot of -of out-of-work creatives, you know, and that want to stay in St. Louis. And so I was like, well, you know, I've been working on brands pretty much my whole life. I'm just going to create my own brand. And also I was getting to that age where I was like, I don't know that I can do this anymore as well as when I was younger, like going into meetings with customers and clients. Mm-hmm. And we did a lot of work with the brewery and the what used to be like their um, non-beer type of side, their spirit side. And, and they were there were some really great people in there, but it was just the, that giant corporations of like no one can make it, the decision on their own. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and then the decisions change because somebody's wife saw it and they didn't like it. And yeah. it was just like every time you a went in there, it tape. was like... Okay, okay, yeah, I'll go back and redo the whole thing. Because your <laughs> wife didn't like it. Okay, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just, I was getting to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to blow up on somebody. Like, That's stupid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I just, you know, I think you hit kind of a threshold at some point where I'm like, I'm going to, I just want to be my own. I'm going to do my own brand. I'm going to be my own client and, you know, run my own ship and not be beholden to like the powers yeah. of the world as to if I was going to have a job or not. And, sure. Um, you know, but it is a huge leap because, you know, going from having a paycheck to not having a paycheck and yeah. all that stuff is hard. It can be a little yeah. terrifying. And so did you go directly into opening a brick-and-mortar store? No, I, I spent about a year or two just kind of, like, continuing to build the brand, build I mean, building the formulations and getting everything right. And then I just started selling kind of really small, like, um, I had a website online, but it was, like, arca- it was like a dinosaur of a website. It was over, you know, it was 2008, I think, when yeah. I built that. Um but really selling to family and, you know, not really selling to family and friends, but like having family and friends be guinea pigs. And then they're like, oh, my church is having this, you know, craft fair or whatever. Come on, you know. <laughs> so I was doing like little pop-up sort of like craft fairs and then like boutique, you know, you know, boutique type things that happen. And um, I got asked to do the farmer's market in Webster Groves the first year yeah. they had that. And so that was sort of like um, led into my first store because the farmer's market in Webster Groves where I live um, I was actually the designer that did all the farmers gr- market graphics. And nice. Oh, really? Yeah. So I kind of I was in like the in those meetings, and the guy that, you know, that I was he was like, oh, you should be in the farmers market. And then I said, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And then he was a landlord of the buildings near there, and so he said, yeah, I have this like little kiosk type space. It's like a twelve by twelve room, and if you want to rent it, just to see Perfect. if it's something you want to do. And so yeah, I was there for two years. Wow. And then kind of grew and outgrew that and. Um, moved to our current location in Webster Groves, which is, you know, four times that size, and um, we outgrew that, you know, a few years ago, but we're, we're still there. So, um, so yeah, so now we're trying to figure out how to, what to do next as far as, like, you know, we like our retail space where it is because um, people have gotten to know that it's there. Yeah. Uh, our retail um, business is growing 30% year over year. That's impressive because yes. everyone talks about retail dying. Yeah, so we don't want to like really mess with it. Sure, mm-hmm. but we need extra space for production and storage and stuff. So yeah. we have like a storage shed and stuff like that. It's just a pain in the butt to like have to go and like where are those one bottles, you know? And, <laughs> um, you know, and then just shipping and stuff like that because we we sell online and so we ship out you know dozen or so maybe even more than that now packages all over the country every day you know yeah. for, for orders and stuff like that. So it's just really hard to do it all in the little space that we have. Right. So. Yeah, that's that's sort of our what we're trying to figure out now is how to scale. It's yeah. well, and that's why and how I met you. Yeah. you know, um, she, uh, you, Michael, you're not aware, but she is one of the people involved in Cultivation Capital, which Got is it. a very impressive, actually, Capital Innovators. Oh, but I'm I meeting with totally bombed. Fail for me. I know. Try take two. Uh, yeah, 
Edit that out, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> if only we edited. Right. So you are a part of that. What program? Say it again so I don't it's, fail again. Um, Capital Innovators. Thank you. The Business Accelerator Program. Yes, but I, it's a huge honor to be a part yes, of that. Yes, it is. It is really huge honor. I mean, and I'm still like, I'm in the 10th week of a 12-week program. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty exhausted. I can imagine. Uh, Thank you for taking the time. No, it's all right. I mean, this is this is a good fun part, you know, but um, it's I feel like it's like being in like CEO boot camp for 12 weeks. Totally. And, yeah. and so for people who aren't aware of yeah. never even heard about it, can you give them a quick how you got involved? What is it? Yeah. So I, I was it just kind of happened into my husband has a friend that is one of their subject matter expert. They have this whole giant network of people that that kind of are involved with capital innovators and He's like, oh, we're doing, you know, we do this, we're doing this thing where, you know, an acceler accelerator program, because my husband also owns his own business and also started about the same time, which was terrible. It was a terrible <laughs> idea. Ditto. Do not <laughs> do that, ever. Micah's um, husband also has a business. Okay, so. yes. So you probably know exactly where I'm coming <laughs> from that. Um, but anyway, so they were talking about my, you know, he was like, oh, she's got to figure out what to do next and how to scale, and she really wishes that she could have, like, someone that was just so knowledgeable about how to do this, because I don't... You know, sure. I don't, I'm a creative person. I don't really have the business background to do these calculations about, well, if you do this space and, you, you know, all that stuff. Like, so yeah. I like, I need like a, a mentor, like a, you know, this fairy godmother to <laughs> be yes. like, I've done this before and, and I can do this again type of thing. And he's like, maybe she should, you know, apply for this accelerator program. Mostly they do tech companies and they do, you know, like more startup type companies because I was not really a startup. I mean, I've, right. I've had a brick and mortar for seven years now so um so anyway so on a whim applied and this is a nationally recognized yeah it's program. like one of the top accelerator programs in the country mm -hmm. like it's always like wow. in the top three yeah so um applied and went through their whole channel of like you know phone interviews and then dog and pony shows and then the big dog <laughs> and pony show in front of all the people and you know kind of went through their whole thing and then it was like Shark Tank. It was we called it St. Louis Shark Tank at the yeah. time. Everybody was like, "What are you doing now?" I'm like, oh, "I'm working on St. Louis Shark Tank stuff," and um, and yeah. So then um, when they called and said, "Yeah, we'd like to for you to be one of the companies," I'm like, "What? <laughs> like really? Like serious? Like you didn't have any people apply or what?" And they're like, "No, like over almost 500 people companies applied from 56 different countries." Wow. And and you were one of how one many? One of six, and there's two St. Louis companies. Um, us and a, vo a company called Voice XP. They do like um, voice Alexa skills for like it's a completely oh, like cool. different thing. Yeah, um, and then a company from Singapore, a company from Mexico City, a company from Denver, and a company from um, Washington D.C. So, yeah, so it's been it's been great. This this cohort, you know, of all these other um, like minded individuals. You know, we all have different businesses, but it's mm -hmm. been a really great. Process and I know one of your members went through this yeah. process as Olivia, well. Olivia, who Susie's I brought up. Doozies. Yeah, yeah, Olivia yeah. Calvin, you yeah. two should meet. Yeah, so I've never met her at Sarah Lee, and I haven't mm -hmm. met her in real life yet, but I'd love to because I've heard a lot of good things about her and her company. So, and I've had the cookies because I went, I saw them wherever I was, Straub's or something, and bought them. And I was like, oh yeah, these they're are going to be good. a staple. <laughs> yeah, they're dangerous. Hey, I have not tried them yet. Oh, it's me unreal. too. They're good. Okay, so speaking of stores, you're also in Whole Foods. Yes, so um, we sell to Whole Foods in. the the central region, and so we're in all three of our uh, St. Louis stores. Um, we've been there for, I mean, it's been probably five years at least. Yeah. And then we have a few stores up in Chicago, and then during the holidays, we have traditionally provided them with a holiday program, so all these, like, holiday gift sets and stuff, and mm -hmm. so we've sent out to, like, 48 different Whole Foods stores, like, these giant boxes full of, like, holiday gift sets and stuff, and so it's it's really crazy 
around the store and everything from like October to yeah, I bet the I end of imagine. December, just from our retail in general, which is, you know, 50% of our business happens in the last quarter of the year. So Wait, say that stat again. 50% happens in the last quarter, really in the last two months of the year. Wow. And is that a retail thing or is that you guys? Like it's, re- it's pretty much a retail thing, but especially if you're, if you're in a gifty kind of category because mm-hmm. of the holiday gifts. Because so we're, we're like a year round, you know, everyone uses it for their personal care, but there's people buy a lot it's of a great gifts gift. there. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a lot of really great gift sets and stuff. So. Well, and I, so Kind Soap Company isn't just soap though. No, no. So we, um, and you guys, I'm looking at her skin and I'm <laughs> wondering like, what does she put on her face? Well, I mean, it's, it's Kind Soap, obviously. <laughs> yeah. No, we have, um, we do have a skincare line. Um, we just expanded that into three different skincare collections, rose water, goat's milk, and tea tree. And then we mm. have some other great masks and stuff like that. And a facial oil is pretty much what I use. Yeah. Because I'm really lazy, so I only just use one product, which is <laughs> I formulated it for my lazy self so that you can just, like, wipe it on, wipe it off. Oh, I'm so old. And that's it. Like, it's that's it. So, so. the facial oil takes off yeah, makes off your eye makeup, takes know, and it cleanses. So and then um, if you have drier skin like I do, then you just put a little extra on and then you go to bed and that's it. So you don't, there's no water, there's no washcloths. I mean, I sometimes, I use cotton pads, but a lot of times they just use toilet paper. Like it's yeah. like, it's I love so it. You're low maintenance. <laughs> so like that's how I am. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we have skincare line, we have a baby line, oh. um, which is what I needed. That's so Back great when to Cooper know. Was, yeah, was little. I mean, if I wish I knew then what I know now about Baby gifts are so hard for me because being a mom of three, you start to realize that 90% of the stuff that they're selling you isn't really necessary. Right. And so, but that would be a great gift Mm -hmm. for a new baby, a new mom. Yeah. So we Mm -hmm. have to remember that. Yeah. You know, the thing I keep thinking about is, so you've been doing this for seven years and Mm -hmm. the retail industry has been really changed. I mean, I'm sure it's changed over the course of seven years, but I would imagine just in the past couple years, you've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of change. Yeah. I mean, and that's why we're so thankful to be growing at our retail store, but we also are focusing on, um, besides our wholesale accounts like Whole Foods and we're in a lot of like little boutiques and mom and pop shops and salons and spas and stuff like that as well, but um, where we're sort of focusing our new um, folk business focuses our e-commerce channel um, okay. because so the just the general market you know people's buying habits are going online. yeah going direct to yeah. consumer right and so um, we want to take advantage of that because you know there's we can't reach everybody at our one store in Webster Groves or sure. even just mm-hmm. the you know handful of Whole Foods right now hopefully we'll be nationwide with them at some point soon but yeah. Um, so yeah so we want to be able to reach um, everybody and um, so part of our, our business accelerator program has been really focused on how do we grow our e-commerce channel and also our uh, scaling our production. So those are our two sort of like mm-hmm. challenges right mm-hmm. now. And um, so we have a new website, which apparently I, I built it all myself, being a graphic designer and creative director and all that stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to save myself a ton of money. <laughs> and while it looks great, it looks fine, apparently I, I did it sort of, did it from more of a designer's perspective. Uh-huh. <laughs> And so there's no really good back-end SEO or there's oh, no, like, yeah. you know, I don't have, I didn't do it from a perspective of, like, Google research and stuff like that. So we're basically yeah. having it now redone by oh. a company that knows how to do that. And it'll look the same, basically, but they're going to do all the back-end stuff and really help us with um, with SEO and you know, just all the stuff that a designer really doesn't necessarily yeah. think of no. first, first off the top of your head. But you've been right. able to be successful mm-hmm. and grow in a time where a lot of retailers are struggling. Yeah. Why is that? Um, I Well, two things. I think, A, the market in general is growing, the natural bath and mm-hmm. beauty care. Um, 
market is. It's kind of like the second wave after the organic food, like food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, people are realizing that what you put on your body is just as important yeah. as what you put in it. And because it all gets absorbed and all goes through. So if you're eating really well but putting crap on your skin, you're really kind of like canceling out what mm-hmm. you're doing as well. Um, and so that the market is growing. $14 billion was spent last year alone on natural bath and body care products and wow. beauty. Wow. And so, and it's um, natural brands are outpacing traditional ones three to one in growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, just the growth is there. People are becoming more and more aware. But then, I think we also do a really good job of building a really loyal customer base because what we do is we really try to help people solve their problems. So, they come in with skin issues or, or just even like, I just, you know, I just need something new or I just need help finding a gift or, you know, whatever. Like, we're very consultative. So, we're nice. not there just to sell something to you. It's more of an experience. Yeah, it's more like you come in. Um, if you guys ever come to our store, hopefully you'll feel the same way that people say that when they come in, they just feel like, like, oh, like mm-hmm. it's just it smells good, but it's not like that synthetic fragrancy smell. Yeah. People that usually can't go there, like I can't come in. I'm like, no, just try it. Come in because, you know, I can't go into those places either. But this is all synthetic free. You right. know, it's it smells great because it's natural um, essential oils and natural am- mm-hmm. aromatic, but uh, and botanicals and things like that. So, um, the smell is great. Everyone wants to know how they can what that is so they can buy it. And <laughs> I say you have to buy one of everything because it's just a conglomerate of everything. <laughs> but um, we just, you know, we feel like we make um, we make people feel very comfortable, very warm, cozy, like, you know, like they're, you know, friends, and we and we help them solve their problems, and I think that's why they come back, and then they recommend to other people, or they send gifts to other people, and then we've got people, and then the products are so good themselves that people yeah. are like, once they try them, they become hooked on them because they don't want to use anything else, and then that just, I think that's what's what's helped so it's us like grow. a ripple effect, yeah. So how do you replicate that, though, if you're going online doing well, direct-to-consumer? Because yeah, I've been reading a lot about direct-to-consumer mm-hmm. companies because we're, we have an event with Warby Parker, who obviously mm-hmm. is one of the best right. direct-to-consumers. But it's interesting when you start yeah. reading about these companies that they're actually going from direct-to-consumer back to brick-and-mortar. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious because you're – not that you're – well, you are sort of going the other way. Yeah. So how do you recreate that experience right. or the things that are your special sauce here mm-hmm. online? Yeah. Well, that's it's been part of the challenge, you sure. know. And what we want to do is is bring at least some of that consultative work. To, so what we have on our website right now, and we'll probably really expand on this because this is sort of like new, and we're doing a lot of stuff. So we've got a blog that's um, just just launched, and um, so we're going to be providing a lot of feedback and a lot of like kind stories, like my kind mm. stories. So a lot oh, of like, I like that. yeah, so a lot of people that are going to come in and you know that are they going to we'll take their picture or whatever and they'll give us their story of like what kind of condition their skin was in or what they had or just that, you know, just whatever their their story is about how kind kind of affected them. And um, because testimonials are like such great ways to like, yep. you know, if you can't talk to somebody in person, like if someone believes another person rather than the company, like it's an actual person that bought it over what you're going to say about your company. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we're going to really push testimonials and kind stories and, we have a, a little drop-down menu on the top called Kind Solutions. Mm-hmm. So it drops down, and there's um, 10 or 11 different things like anti-aging, acne, um, eczema, uh, dry scalp, uh, you know, um, dry skin, uh, headache, you know, just all these different yeah. things that, that people often come into the store with. And so then we have, like, a, a written-up sort of a blurb about it, and then which products are best for those 
typical oh, concerns nice. and needs. You know who I think does a really great job of that online um, is this bra company, Third Love. Have okay. you seen them? I I've seen the I've ads. Seen them all. Yeah, they're on so social when media. You, yeah. a lot when for you us. click on their website, there's an instant quiz that comes up, and hmm. it asks you about. You know, like you have to pick the shape of your breasts, and it's got all these drawings yeah. of different breasts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like they have like, and they call them fun names. Like if they point out to either side, it's called like, do you have East and West? <laughs> or do you have Athletic? Or, yeah. and so you go through this quiz about your size and your shape, and, and then it spits out mm-hmm. which bras would work for you. Yeah. And I'm like, this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like because that. not all bras work for me. Right. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you no, know. No, that is great. Anything that you can sort of, like, involve them in those decisions, I think, is really helpful. And we talked about possibly doing, like, a decision tree type of thing mm-hmm. where you put in what's your skin, but that's, like, it's a, a huge, like, programming yes. type of thing. And sure. And maybe down the line we can do that. But for right now, at least, we're having, like, drop down to you want to, you know, conditions, you know, you want to know about. Um, eczema, and so you drop down, and you'll see a blurb about it, and you'll see which products are best for that. Well, I love the kind stories. I think that people are going to see mm-hmm. themselves and their conditions in, right. you know, what other people are saying, mm-hmm. and be able to figure out what works for them. Yeah, um, that's exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and with your brand, your experience in building out brands, that's obviously a strength of yours. And I love that you can take that for your own company now, yeah, right. and really execute on that. So, what do you think a lot of companies do wrong, or what what have you learned about building out brands that helped? Well, you know, I think a lot of people um, make the mistake of not branding their company as a brand rather than just focusing on the product. Mm-hmm. So um, what people are buying is, is I think, the product, but also just the story around it and the brand, you know, what the brand stands for. And, like, our, we have three pillars of kindness. So we have kind to your skin, kind to the earth, and kind to others because we're mm-hmm. 10 cents from every product we sell goes to Autism Speaks. Oh, I love and that. we use only eco-friendly materials. And so we our brand stands for more than just, hey, we're making soap in here, buy a bar. Yeah. You know, right. and so people don't go through the, really, the picking the, a good name getting a good designer to actually do a really good logo and to do good packaging. Mm-hmm. I think packaging, because that's my background is packaging, maybe I'm biased, but I've seen it in many focus groups. I mean, people will, will pay more for something that that's they find pretty. visually pleasing yes. than something that looks like someone did in like Microsoft Word. When I was you younger, know? I used to go to the pretty gas station yeah. that was 10 cents more expensive mm-hmm. per gallon yeah. and not go to the ugly gas yeah. station. And that I would was do the same the thing. Yeah. It was Yep. A little ridiculous, but well, it works. No, I mean, and I think there's a lot of people that are like that, and then mm-hmm. there's people that are the flip side, right? Mm-hmm. Like, my husband could care less. He's right. going to do the thing that's the best value for mm-hmm. his money. So, But the people that are going <laughs> to care so you, about this yeah. so are you have to know your market. You right. have to know your market, definitely. And so I heard you say, when we were talking about um, sort of the, the, the consultative side of the business, you know, dry scalp, do you do shampoo? I just, do. You are a great billboard yeah <laughs> i would agree her, her skin hair. her hair i'm like what is she putting on her hair so do you have hair products um, i have used my own shampoo that we sell at the store um it's called citrine shampoo and citrine conditioner is the ones that i use for like literally for 10 years and i wow anytime i get stuck in a hotel and i have to use something else my hair suffers for it it's like frizzball i look like rosanna rosanna dana <laughs> and so um, so this is not like when i think of soap company and and i know of a few i think of Bar right. soap mm-hmm. and patchouli. Yeah, but I feel like you <laughs> have, have patchouli soap. Yeah, do no, you I have, so? Do, but you have shampoo. Do you uh-huh. have like body wash or a bubble yes, bath? Yes. So we have five product 
lines. So okay. we have bath and body. So that includes hair, hands, and body. So okay. we have um, shampoo and conditioner. We have scrubs. We have lotions. We have body sprays. We have pillow sprays. We have um, anti... Um, or we have um, aluminum-free deodorants mm-hmm. that we actually call our all-purpose sticks because they're great hair products as well. They're great oh, lotion really? bars. They're good for everything. So you have a product that's a deodorant that you can use on your hair too. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So it's a it's all and it's great to travel with because it's a solid. Not you a should liquid. sell the deodorant for one price and then make the hair one a lot more expensive. Yeah. I know <laughs> should. But we're also very practical about like we like multi-purpose products. Yeah. So we don't want to sell you like a million things when you I can do everything with that. one. Um, which I'm, is like the facial oil. I'm you know? all about ef- being efficient. Yeah, multitasking products. So yeah. I love that. I, so, yes. I want to stop there on my way I know, home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, we need a field trip right. to going. It's right, it's right by my house. Really? Well, I live in Kirkwood. Oh, so okay. I'm yeah. really close. I pass it all the time. I don't know why I've never Oh, well, yeah, stopped. you got to come in. I, I mean, we have a men's line, too, and we've got we've got more and more men coming in. It's called Mankind. Oh, I like and, that. Mankind. Um, yeah. Clearly, she has a branding creative background because the names are amazing. And then lip products. We have lip products because, um, you know, most of the lip products you're going to buy out there are just petroleum. And so, in women, in synthetic fragrance and synthetic color, which are petroleum-derived, coal tar-derived. So, ours are all natural. They're basically edible. And um, average woman ingests a half a pound of lip product every year. So, Ooh, if you're going to be disgusting. eating a half a pound of lip stuff, whether you know it or not, you're eating it, you're licking it off, you're, you're eating with it on, it probably shouldn't be, like, petroleum and, like, crow stuff. So... You know, lip oh. products are another whole okay. thing. So that, I think you've said three of the lines, and you have so five. So bath and body, skincare, okay, um, lips, baby, and men. Got it. And we're working on pet care and home. So like cleaning yeah. supplies, laundry, home scent that's synthetic fragrance-free and, and all that stuff. Nice. So. Wow. Okay. So I feel uh, like we need to carry it here. <laughs> Between our last podcast and yeah. this podcast, I'm like, how can I get all this stuff at Rise every day? Well, I feel I really bad because I was going to bring you guys like a just a big bowl of stuff to like try, but I like am running from one meeting to the other, yeah. and so I was just like, oh, I'm not going to have time, so I didn't want to be I'm late. I'm just stopping so. by on my way. Home. Yeah, yeah, just come on by, and <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll let you try some I stuff. feel like you've just created two addicts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we call them, I mean, like, it's like a cult, kind of, but it's like a good cult. Like, we're soap snobs, like, the, the yeah. people that work with me. Like, it's, you get to where you, you don't want to use gross stuff anymore, because right. after you've tried, like, really, really good stuff, like, you don't even know what a just a difference a bar of soap can make if it's made with really good stuff. Yeah. Like, your skin is just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't know it wasn't supposed to be tight and itchy when I got out of the shower. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I so. have psoriasis, and that's why I was asking. Yeah. So I'm it's, like. It's good for that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's starting to spread to my face and, and my nose, my eyes right. and my nose. So I'm going to be. Yeah. We're gonna be there here shortly. <laughs> right. Well, that's just so impressive. Well, I'm. I'm. What do you think? Quick questions? Do you have, still have questions? Well, I have this. This question. Um, I just have to ask. I don't know that I, I asked if we had enough information about it. So, we, jumping from a full-time position at an ad agency to Kind, what did it look like? What do you mean by that? Like, I, I think it's it could be messy. I think there could be a period of time where you're not making a ton of cash. I think oh, you said. Yeah, I mean, uh, lots so of had, time, lots and lots of time. So, yeah. how did you yeah. survive that? Um, and like I said, my husband kind of did the same thing at the same time, kind of for the same reason, because he was uh, with Anheuser-Busch being bought, because he was selling TV airtime, and his company was based here because of Anheuser-Busch. Wow. And so when that pulled out, they pulled out of St. Louis. And so um, it was rough, like years of years of just financially not knowing, you know, 
what was going to happen and mm-hmm. if we were going to have to sell the house and you know yeah. did you take out loans how did you fund it luckily whenever this all happened and this was kind of right before the 2008 like mm-hmm. right during the 2008 thing right I had such great credit at that time <clears throat> which mm-hmm. I don't really anymore but I had <laughs> I, I have I had credit cards with like just ridiculous limits on them and so we kind of lived on credit cards for yeah. a couple of years I hear that from a lot of people yeah and now, I mean, it's different now. I mean, the credit cards, credit card people are not giving out like these giant lines as much anymore. But like, I, I don't even know how I had it. I just had really good credit because I just never really did anything much. And so, um, yeah, we live on credit cards and we're still paying them off. I mean, yeah. it's still, yeah, we're still, I feel like we've turned the corner on being a little bit, relaxing a little bit more that we think we'll be able to like do this. But there were times I'm like, you get a job. No, you get a job. Uh-huh. No, you get a uh-huh. job. No, you get a job. We didn't have health insurance for a year or so. We made sure our kids did, but yeah. we didn't. And, you know, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's it's not for it's sissies. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you sacrificed quite a bit a to lot. make this yeah, a success. A lot. A lot. But well, I don't feel like it's always glamorous either oh, no. in the beginning. Oh, no. Um, in the beginning or really ever, Really right? ever. I mean, I mean, there's some glamorous pieces. Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel pretty glamorous. Yeah. Well, you are not. <laughs> I'm like, let's let's call a spade a spade yeah. here. I mean, you know, it's funny. I've been going to a lot of these events and doing a lot more things that, went, you know, fast forward or rewind five to ten years ago, I would have looked to those things and thinking, wow, those are so glamorous and so cool. Mm-hmm. But when you're in it, it's you're just like, different. Yeah. yeah. It is. And I almost feel bad. It's a, be- a little bit of a letdown, isn't it? A little bit. I, I mean, sound, sounds like, so terrible to yeah, say that out loud. you want to be sort of aspirational, and then you get there, and you're like, this isn't really like this is not what I thought no. it was. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, like going to these events, you you looked, you wished you would go to them in the right. years past, but once you're there, it's it's your job, right? And right. So then I feel like a bad person being like, oh, I have to go to this, right? You know, right. I know. So it is interesting. I, mm-hmm. I think that the glamour is all just for show in some way. Yeah. Well, I think that you you want things because of how you think they're going to make you feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me in my business, I think a lot of people with business goals, they have they have dollar signs before them. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of how you know that your business is going in the right direction. You can pay your bills and things like that. And I know when I, you know, I have a full practice and it's been full for a while. Um, and, you know, seeing those numbers with my accountant is not as exciting as what I thought thought they would be mm-hmm. the things that are exciting to me are the things that were always exciting right is helping people right, and right. them having results and that's a really good day for me when mm-hmm. we get to like when they don't have a complaint about each other and they're like we don't really know what we're going to talk about I'm right. a marriage therapist if yeah. you haven't listened to an episode before um but that's that's always been mm-hmm. and so it's it's so interesting like how not exciting yeah I that mean, account, that like moment with my accountant was. I don't okay. know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I see. I'm still aspiring to that, yeah. and I'm hoping that I get to that point where I'm like, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. I see all those millions of dollars, but it's <laughs> well, I didn't no. say it was <laughs> millions. <laughs> Not yet, at least. Soon enough, Micah. Yeah. Soon enough. <laughs> but yeah, um, I still every once in a while I think I just want to like make something like from scratch because that's yeah. where I started. You know, like formulation and stuff like that, and. You know, I didn't get into it to run a business necessarily. Right. I was I enjoy the creative part of it more, but I know that running, building the business is how I will hopefully again get to yep. the point where I have all these other people doing stuff, 
that I don't really want to do anymore. And I'm go- I'm back to the beginning Creative. of creating. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I started there, and then I aspired to like have this. And so, but in the in between point is all this stuff that I don't really love doing. Sure. Not the and then I want to get to like the end where I can go back to where I was doing stuff. Yep. Yeah. So when does that happen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. Everyone go yeah. to Kind Soap yeah. Company yeah. Webster <laughs> We're trying to make that happen. I know. Yeah. <laughs> No, so interesting. And I love that you're, you know, being a part of, and I don't want to screw it up again. I'm like looking at my capital innovators. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm not screwing that one up again. You know, that's such a prestigious organization, accelerator, what have you. And so I think it's so nice to have the ability to show behind the curtain. Yeah. That, yeah. You, you know, yes, you got into this, but right. you have your tough days too. Oh, and yeah. That, you right. know, yeah. it's not as glamorous as everyone. Because right. I think too often people just paint the perfect picture. Mm-hmm. And so then you're less willing to do the cool things because you're like, well, I'm not that, I'm not that perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love there. There's that little info. There are a little meme that shows like what you thought being an yes. entrepreneur entrepreneur was going to be like, and it's got this just like straight tra- tra- trajectory mm-hmm. upward, and then what it's really like, and it's this line that's yeah. up and down and up and <laughs> yeah. down and up and down and up and down. Yeah, or um, it's the picture of the iceberg where you right. see everything below the ice. You know, below right. the waterline is all the things that took to mm-hmm. be successful, and then up. You know, right up yeah. here is. I think that one's pretty great. That too. is yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's like I said, it's it's not for sissies. But um, also, I think some people, it's just your personality. Like I'm like tenacious, and like I'm not gonna let this beat me. <laughs> I'm gonna make it. You know, like I think yep. a lot of people would have given up in my position about five, six years ago, or really? maybe even a year in, because of the strife of the financial strife and the, mm-hmm. yes. the strain it put on my marriage, yep. and you know, uh, just my m- whole mindset of like, you know. The, the stress of like making it work, mm-hmm. like it, it would have been so much easier to go get a job. Yes, so much easier. Less yes, there were moments in creating my business where mm-hmm. I looked at my husband and I said, "I wish I could just go sell Avon." Yeah, like I wish I was that person. I'm yeah. sure that I could be successful right. at it and probably be making a whole lot right, more money right. and driving a pink Cadillac. Mm-hmm. But that's Mary Kay, right? Um, yeah, but, but you know, but like I wish I could be that person right. and I can't. Right. Yeah, I'm not satisfied with that. Just right. being having a job. Like, I, there's so many times I'm like, you know what? I've done the research. Starbucks pays for benefits if you work there. Right. Yep. You have benefits. So I'm like, I'm going to get a job at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just go there and do my shift and come home and just relax and make dinner and go to sleep. That's what I'm going to do. And that's going to be so nice. But then, you know, in the back of your head, you're like, you're not going to do that. Like, <laughs> I was just thinking for like a day. Yeah. Like, for a day. A day. And, and then I'd be like, all right. Then I'll be like, all right, I'm going to redo this Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm not really down with all the graphics in here so yeah <laughs> no absolutely it's yeah. a founder's disease i tell you it is it's something we're all wired a little yeah. different yeah a little different hopefully the listeners are too yeah, yeah. yeah. otherwise they're yeah. like those people are crazy yes. yeah. they've already figured out we're okay. crazy <laughs> <laughs> we're past that point yeah okay well i think it's time for our quick questions that aren't so round quick. <laughs> that aren't so quick um so we're just gonna i'm well i'm gonna ask you some questions it's kind of a this or that yeah. and you can choose or we can just listen to you be uncomfortable okay. trying to figure That's that out. That's always good. Um, <laughs> so on a walk, a pod, do you listen to podcast or music? Uh, podcast. Yeah. What's your favorite? Mm, mm, I hate to even say it because it's going to make me sound like a super geek, but I really like <laughs> I love that. super like, science-y stuff. Yeah? So give us an example. I'd love to. I'm well, kind of nerdy. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I yes. listen to his po- podcast. Who is he? <laughs> I'm sorry. Only the superstar of astrophysics. Yes. Wow. He's this really amazing astrophysicist with this 
great voice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's almost just soothing to walk to, too. So. Yes. And I don't actually walk. I just sit and listen. Yeah, even okay. better. Um, I feel like you need that little bit of sciencey stuff in what you do. I like, yeah. Well, clearly, yeah. if you're yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. mixing all these things Formulating. together, that's a, yeah. you're a hidden scientist. Okay, morning or night? Night. Yeah. Lemongrass or lavender? Well, I have both lines at my store. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? So lemongrass in the summer and lavender in the winter. Oh, Patchouli or no patchouli? Um, <laughs> this is the question I read beforehand. I was like, oh, All right. my God, you're so, so I feel like people are yeah. very polar yeah. on this So topic. I used to be adamantly against patchouli because I went to art school. And, <laughs> well, I went to, I was a, you know, I had to have art classes in my design, uh, for my design degree. And all of the guys in there, would instead of bathing, they would just put more patchouli on them every day. Right. Really? People, oh, yeah. yes. That's yes. the whole, yeah. Dirty hippie. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so it's it's left a scar. But so now, I mean, it's been a while because since I've been in college. Now, I think I, now I associate it with yep. body odor. I did. I do. And, and I did until, but now I have um, a couple blends that I've actually come around to. There's a vanilla patchouli that's in our men's uh, line that actually my husband uses, and it really smells good on him. Like, yeah. I'm kind of like, I think I kind of like that. It, it, it's a nice base note. If, if you mix it with something, mm-hmm. we have a burnt orange patchouli soap that's really nice too. But it's straight patchouli, I still can't do. Yeah. Okay. I kind of like it. Okay. You know what? Okay. I'm going to interject here. Something we've been thinking about, there are certain hotels, and I can't think of which one right now, that has a signature mm-hmm. smell. Mm-hmm. Do you know which one? I'm, uh. No, but Abercrombie does it. Yeah. Rise needs a signature smell. Oh, yeah. I need to connect with you. Okay. Yeah. We need to create a signature smell mm-hmm. and that we have everywhere. Right. Yeah. If I was a manager at Abercrombie one zillion years ago, and... It was a disgraceful place to work. I should probably <laughs> take that back or have Paul edit it out. But yeah. yes. <laughs> we um, spritzed the store every day. It yeah. even spritzed outside the store. Mm-hmm. You want people associating yep. a smell with your business. And all that synthetic fragrance was great for everybody. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I'm going to have a healthy one. Right. It's going to be from Kind Soap Company yep. that I would love to talk more about. Yeah. Sorry for the... <laughs> I'm terrible <laughs> at quick questions, clearly. <laughs> Beer or wine? Mm-hmm. Beer. Yeah. We still got to get um, what, Slingback. That beer yes, is. is amazing. One of our members has a beer company. Oh, awesome. High Hill Brewery. She was on our podcast. Yeah. It's amazing. And I her feel like we should serve it on the podcast. Yes, you should have a, you should have a tapper. <laughs> All right, Christy, here. we need to get you on that if you're yeah. still listening to our podcast. Slingback is her most, um, the beer that's most well-known. Mm. She and could still be a sponsor. The, I would yeah, definitely I go okay, for that. Behind the computer or with the people? Mm, this is going to sound terrible behind the computer. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm sorry. I'm an introvert yep. by nature, and I'm a designer by yep. trade, and that's where I it, it I have to recharge after being with people for a mm-hmm. while. Sure, and customers sure, sure. sometimes can be, I'm, mo- 99% of our customers are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's the 1% mm-hmm. that does me in every once in a while. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They're just, you can't please them. They're right. just nasty. They're, they try to pull one over on you. There, you know, there's just all of those people. Yeah, yeah, and then you feel it. poisoned. Yeah, right? and then I'm just like, I gotta go home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you? So you're an I. What's your Myers Briggs? Um, INFP. Okay. Mm. I like it. I'm an INTP. INFPs yeah. are the most rare mm. personality type. I think it's something like 13 percent of the population. But that's that's me. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. High heels. Oh no, I skipped one. Let right. me go back. Go Sleep back. or sex? Sleep. <laughs> I love that she doesn't even pause. It's amazing. <laughs> High heels or flats? Um, 
flats if I have to choose one, but I like it just a tiny bit of heel because I'm like old enough. Heel? Yes, old and well, this is a good. Oh, oh yeah, because I cute. cannot do high and I cannot do flat because I have old lady feet. What is old lady feet? <laughs> like over forty? I don't know. But see, no, what you, do you mean? You're always wearing these high. I cannot do that. I cannot. My foot does not go that way. I don't oh. know. I just I've never been it. a high heel person. Like I I'm, I'm like gonna be you know in these like corrective shoes at some point. I'm sure. <laughs> I love it. Night in or a night out? Oh, night in. Yeah. Said I. I'm right there with you. Yeah. If I didn't have to leave my cave. Yeah. Oh, God, I know. Your cave. My, my husband calls. He's like, if you didn't have to leave your cave, yeah, you'd be by the happiest. the way, are you coming to the happy hour on Friday? Are you leaving the cave? Friday happy hour. With the growth group? Oh, well, I'll get back more. to you later. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I've been a little bit out of commission. Yeah. I have an ulcer, and I've just oh, like, I feel like I've lost my mind a little bit. And, so and, you're, and you're getting, and really your paralysis is, because of your stress, your paralysis is spreading too. Oh, totally. That's I what, s- yeah. Many things. Yeah. Many <laughs> things. Yes. So, do you, do you want to talk about your bunions now? Uh, luckily, I don't have those. <laughs> oh. We joke about how when you say you have an ulcer, it's like, how's yeah. that rash going? Right, right, you know, bunion, it's like yeah. that awkward conversation. But I seem to want to tell the world. Right. So. Ulcer is better than bunion. That's I mean, true. in the in the chain of awkwardness of of talking. Well, yeah. that makes you know. My students used to call me the queen of awkward, okay. so I might as well create a bunion so yeah. I can talk about that right. too. No offense to anyone with a bunion. No, it's just a funny word. It is. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I no, loved learning about thank you. the Kind Soap Company. And it's so, I think that so many people, myself included, when you get into a business, you think about the product so much that you forget to think about the brand. Yeah. And I remember somebody saying to me once, and I didn't like it when I first heard it, was that they, she asked me what I did for a living, and I said, I'm a therapist. And she said, no, you're not. You're a marketer first and a therapist second. Mm-hmm. And I was like. And you don't want to hear that. But well, if you want to grow your business, that's exactly how you right. have to be. Yeah, I know, and I feel like you know that. <laughs> I do. You know, and you so you did it the other way around, and mm-hmm. it and it. I can't wait to see how it's working. I want to go to the store. Well, and I think good. that's a good reminder to our listeners that if you right. have this awesome product yeah. or this awesome idea, while that is very important, and it's you like have to research the battle, it, oh, yeah. building out a brand and an identity is. If not more important, just as important. That, yeah. Some time do you that. think that? Do you think the product is? Uh, uh, do you, how would you divvy up the percentages? Is having a great product half the battle? Well, it depends on. Yes, it, for repeat business, it's really important to have a good product. Yeah. But there are people that can make millions of dollars with a crappy product. True. And a great brand and marketing strategy. <sighs> so true. So let's just have both. Yeah. yeah so, so I like said I'm like I'm having both. I'm not I'm not skimping on either. So um, right. I'm hoping. And but you know one thing I want to add though marketing. You know you can do the brand work in the beginning, and I was like oh good I'm done. I mean marketing changes so rapidly so with rapidly. like social media and all. And this wasn't around ten years ago when I was like yeah I'm gonna do this. I mean it's great. Social media is fabulous because a small brand like mine can get can reach so many more people without yeah. a giant advertising budget. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, it's constant work. Well, and I'm actually trying to find on my phone something I recently was reading. I'm curious. I know we're supposed to be done, but now I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I was reading about um, Zara, the company, the uh-huh. retail company Zara versus H&M, and they were talking about why Zara is bigger. And it was saying something about that H&M relies on the four Ps of marketing, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I, I'm going to find my notes, yeah. to be, which I had never heard of. Yeah. Uh, the four P's of marketing are product, price, promotion, and place, mm-hmm. whereas Zara focuses on the four E's of marketing, which I had never heard. Um, experience for the com- Let me start over. Experience for the customer, mm-hmm. 
exchange with the customer, mm-hmm. evangelizing mm-hmm. through the customer and being every place for the customer. Yeah. I thought that was so interesting and something I had never heard. And I would imagine that the four P's was w- like old was the Bible yeah. Yeah. that people lived by for yeah. many, many years. But mm-hmm. more companies are more moving towards this yeah. four E's aspect of it. In the last 20 years, I think that the worst job that I could think of would be having to do anything with a business school. Yeah. Because I think things have changed so rapidly over such a short yeah. period of time. Mm-hmm. The whole game has changed. Especially totally. marketing. Right. Like marketing is in particular. Because there's, there's some basic business fundamentals I think that remain fairly constant in accounting and stuff like that but I would not go into marketing right now if I I mean I hate it's it's like a t- I always used to think oh like my, my roommate in college got a marketing degree and I'm like oh that's a blow off degree <laughs> like I felt really I feel really bad now because now I'm like oh my god that's the hardest job like it just you yeah. have so to be many on different top aspects of, of everything it. and all the changes and like oh my gosh it's so hard so, right, so how did right. that four E's land for you do you think uh, oh no, I think it's really I was curious really, someone in marketing how that would land yeah, and how that's great. On point I mean, that I is. think I'm seeing that. I mean, I'm seeing that being experience and, and especially this younger generation, they're all about experience. Sure. And millennials are about mindfulness and transparency and the experience of buying. They're not they don't trust giant corporations. I mean right. they just Well it sounds don't. like for good reason. Yeah, and, and for good reason, yeah. And so I think those those E's are right on target. Okay. Awesome. Sorry oh, for the wow. uh, digression. Oh, yes. it, was, it was a great digression. Um, so can, tell people where they, uh, there's a store in Webster Groves. Where yep. can they find you online? All right, so kindsoap.com mm-hmm. is our online store. Is there a Facebook or social we have, media? I Facebook? follow you on social media. You yeah. do a really good job on social media. I really like what you post. Thank you. It's, 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 we're working on being able to schedule it out yeah. so that it's banked, all the c- creative content, because I do it on a daily basis. And it's, it's really stressful. It like, is. oh my God, I got to post something. I got to post something. So like we, I'm working with a fabulous like uh, freelance writer and blogger to like help me with my content calendar. There you go. And um, just to get those things a month out or so, because nice. um, then you can really be more mindful about like, oh, we already talked about that product like two weeks ago. We want, we want to talk, you know I mean? Like, yeah. When right. you rely on your memory, it's like you've got too many of these types of posts and not enough of these and that type yep. of thing. So um Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So they can find you on social media. I like media. that it appears that way. Yes. Anyway, yes. So Facebook, Instagram. So Facebook, Kind Soap Company, um, Instagram, at Kind Soap. Perfect. Okay. And then where is your store in Webster? Because um, I haven't been there, and I know an, you're familiar with it, mm-hmm. but I would love to know the location. It is an old Webster. It's near Straub's, um, right off Lockwood. So okay. it's at 20 Allen Avenue, and 20 Allen Avenue is just this big four-story building that we're a storefront in, and we face the we face Lockwood Avenue. So we mm-hmm. kind of face through the, the back of the PNC Bank that's right between us and Lockwood Avenue. Yeah. Right. So if you go to St. Louis Bread Company, you guys are... Yep. We're between Leopard right Boutique yeah. and You Can Do Art Studio. Oh, okay. I know exactly where that is. Yeah. You start talking about Bread Co. and I'm down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> them all. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll put all of that in our show notes so you people can, can find you. You come to a podcast you. from there. We could start... Traveling. Yeah, that would I be like fun. That. Okay. I like that. Okay. So, oh, now my brain is just starting to think about all the places we could go. Yeah. I, I mean, we can be on the road. I like it. Yeah. Let's do it. There's like a book that's like all the places we can go, isn't there? Like a Dr. Seuss famous yeah, book. Yeah, I like that. It should be like your own little book. You can make a book out of it after you've gone <gasps> to all those places. Look See, at her. we need her working <laughs> on our brand. <laughs> our podcast would be a whole different thing if we got you involved. Well, yeah. When Jean's done branding us, yes. you know, <laughs> a million dollar podcast. Yeah, right. just go on over to iTunes and uh, yeah. click us a five star review. Yeah. And, uh, you know, or maybe you want to do 
four now, and then when Jean rebrands us, you can change it to a five. Yeah. Um, but it's Women on the Rise podcast, and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Stacy. And if you want to learn more about becoming a member here at Rice Collaborative, check us out at riseworkspace.com. And to register for my next free training for busy couples so you can feel less like roommates, head to www.micaross.com. We've, ho- we've hoped. We it's one hoped. of those days, Micah. <laughs> we've inspired you to rise a little more today. Talk soon. Thanks.